everybody. From Salt Lake City. It's Thank God I'm Atheist. The podcast. I'm Frank Feldman. And moonlighting from the How to Heretic, I'm Uncle Doug. <laughs> Sitting in for Dan. Yeah. Uh, well, thanks for being here. My pleasure. Uh, thanks for having me back. Yeah. It's, it's been it's a while. A, it's been a long while. Yeah. Too long. Yeah. Uh, we should have Dan go out of town more often. I agree. Agreed. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> no, of course not. We would never. He's not listening. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but coming up on, on the show today, um, on the uh, later on in the show, we're going to be talking uh, kind of a little bit lo- a look back on uh, the 2010s. It's that time of year, yeah. that time of the yeah. decade. It's 2020 now. Yeah. And, uh, and, you know, kind of, uh, thinking back to like how, what it felt like to be atheist mm-hmm. 10 years ago yeah. and how it kind of feels a little different today. And, and we're going to look at some numbers and everything. So, awesome. so yeah, so that, that'll be, that'll be a thing. Um, I figured let's get us started off with, um, well, actually this is a, a little bit of an update. Um, there was a show that we talked about a couple weeks ago um, called The First Temptation of Christ on oh Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> I had no idea about this. I yeah. I d- completely <laughs> missed this. <laughs> well, um, I have now watched it. Oh. And uh, and I can say that uh, it's fun. It's, it's, it's a it's comedy. Fun. It's yeah. a comedy. Um, they're, yeah, they're, they're having fun with the whole... Uh, Jesus narrative. Right. Jesus comes home with his purported gay lover um, to sort of introduce him to um, the Holy Family. Right. right? Um, God is kind of wandering around. Um, is this clear that in... he and Mary have been having an affair? Oh. Right? Oh yeah. It's it's like it's in Bethlehem. Okay. Or, or Nazareth. Okay. Right? It would be supposedly Nazareth. Um, and there's all, there's little jokes and the Magi have shown up for his birthday and (laughs) it's, and they all have like the, it's like they have like their in jokes with each other about Uh like, you know, like, oh, well, oh, why is there only water at the party? Well, Jesus isn't here yet. You know, stuff like that, you know, um, well, the people, the good people of, it's a Portuguese okay. show or okay. a Portuguese language show produced in Brazil. All right. And the good people of Brazil have lost their goddamn minds <laughs> for this show. Uh, apparently, uh, there have been 2 million people who uh, have petitioned Netflix uh, to remove the show, saying that it offends Christians. Um, okay. And the production offices of the group that put together the show, uh, it's a group called, um, it's it's in Portuguese, so, oh, Por- Porta dos Fundos, All right. uh, or Back Door, I think is what that means. Okay. And uh, has been firebombed. Holy cow. Uh, I mean... Is, is that what a Molotov cocktail is? Yeah, a firebomb. Yep, yeah, exactly. it's been firebombed. No kidding. And uh, so um, a a group <laughs> of of Christians, upset Christians, um, identifying itself as the Popular Nationalist Insurgency Command of the Large Brazilian integralist family okay first thing you need to do <laughs> is shorten your name <laughs> yeah, it doesn't exactly roll off the tongue the p-n-i-c-l-b-i-f yeah that doesn't help either <laughs> no, <it doesn't. laughs> um they uh yeah so they are obviously like a pro-family very conservative pro-christian anti-gay uh, organization uh-huh. and they are very 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 upset uh, and was anybody hurt uh no uh a janitor there was uh, essentially nobody was in the building except for the a janitor at the time okay. and the janitor was able to put out the fire oh even all right um there is however uh security camera footage of the four men four uh, men who yeah and i think they actually no actually they um they took video of themselves doing it and then they posted online as oh, part of their, their claim God. of it, but they're all masked. Okay. And then they do the, the garbled voice thing where we claim <laughs> responsibility. Oh, you're kidding. <laughs> like the whole... They like, went so far and then whatever <laughs> Molotov cocktail was so weak, the janitor just sprayed it with some water and he's like, hey, you kids, get out of here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
And so, yeah, so I thought that was a, a good update. Uh, let's see. This is actually, I, I didn't know what this whole integralist thing is. Uh, apparently, um, it has, uh, it's, it's all about traditional family values and authoritarian politics. Um, that's, that, that's what they claim? Yeah, this is what it's about. Okay. Yeah, this is fair this, enough. This is on the letterhead, you know. Um, it's, uh, it, it was formed in the 1930s, um, to stress Christianity and to oppress differences in society. And, uh, basically, uh, while this was going on in Brazil, we had fascism right. rising and, you know, in Europe yeah. and, and whatnot. So it's all sort of in that same, you know, and it's been kind of this organization, the PC seven X dash colon has been around. So, so, so this is like this weird named group um, is actually it, it. The name is similar to this, this, the, the Brazilian integralist front, which All is right. the legit like one that dates back to the thirties. Okay. Um, this group is claiming a lot of the same stuff and values, but they're not claiming to be part of this other, okay. other thing. Splitters. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's what you want. Right. You know, <laughs> right. your radical groups to fragment. Yeah, truly. And, yeah. And get violent. Uh, I mean, <laughs> kudos to Netflix for having the, the wherewithal to put something like that together, you know, like to, they knew they were going to piss off Christians. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I, that's kind of impressive. I'm, I'm down with that. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah. Well, I have a little story um, that just fits so perfectly into this uh, podcast. Is uh, This is from, oh, forgive me, it's the Religious News Service. Yeah. Uh, actually, I got this one from BuzzFeed. Oh, okay. So uh, the headline is, quitting job over 666 was, quote, a blessing, says Christian Worker. <laughs> and what it is, is this story, this actually happened back in 2012. Um, this guy, uh, he's an immigrant, which we'll talk about in a second, but he got on his paycheck... Um, the letters, the numbers six 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 next to each other in like the in the num the amount he got paid, and then that <laughs> showed up on his W two as well. So that was enough. That oh. was enough for him. <laughs> that is the mark of the beast. So he quit his job, and this was back in 2012. And Buzzfeed kind of went back and visited with this guy whose life was actually he got a better job. Oh. He got he got more money. Um, oh. It kind of worked seven, out seven, for this guy seven instead. Yeah, exactly. So. It's kind of great, but he's uh, he he emigrated from his parents fled the Nazis, uh -huh. and then he lived in Poland under the uh, um, communists. Okay, and so I, it, he seems to have a pretty good idea of what true evil is in from his life experience. Fair enough. Yeah. And the oppression of six 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 on his paycheck was too much. <laughs> and there's a couple really money quotes in here where he says, uh, <laughs> uh, "It's kind of what he's not." I mean, you know that. You're going to get noticed when you walk out for the 666 thing. And sure. Christian um, <laughs> publications and people who were making fun of him uh -huh. gave him a lot of notoriety back in 2012. Okay. Um, but he says, I don't want to be a Hollywood man. And uh, it's kind of eschewed the spotlight, so to speak. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so he's actually got a line of books he's write, writing about uh, the Bible that he doesn't charge money for. So, um, okay. Yeah. Fairly interesting young man. Um, and again, it's, you know, this is out of revelation, uh, 13, uh, here is wisdom. Let him that hath understanding count the number of the beast for the number uh, is of a man. And the number is six hundred three score and six, 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 no mentioning about, you know, when it appears on tax documents or <laughs> if it can be interrupted by a decimal. Right. Right. Or if it's just randomly around or they have to be next to each other, but. Good but for him. You know what, though? I mean, it's like what the, the line about pornography. You know it. You know when you, you see know it. it. When you see it, the mark of the beast. You know it uh, when you see it. What a lovely man. Good for him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Well, um, this something delightful okay. happened. <laughs> 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 this, um, Pope Francis. Everybody, we we you know we're. We, he's he's probably the least objectionable pope, especially if, in a very long time. If there has to be a pope, mm -hmm. maybe more of this and less yeah. of everyone yeah. else. He seems to be he seems to care about the poor legitimately. He he doesn't like all the the pomp and mm -hmm. and whatnot. He's kind of rejected a lot of the, the trappings yeah. of of the papacy. 
Um, but you know, he's, he's the Pope. He's still and, the Pope. And, uh, he goes out into public and he does his little thing and, and he likes to get out and shake people's hands. Uh, he likes to reach out into the crowd. He's a man of the people. Man of the people. Well, uh, did you see this video? Oh, yes. <laughs> I see this video. <laughs> the Pope, the Pope's just, he's, he's, he's out there. This is, this is what? New Year's Eve. Mm-hmm. He just, uh, given his New Year's Eve homily right. or whatever. Uh, and he's working the crowd and there's this video of him. And apparently he was kind of seeking out the hands of children. Right. right? But then as he's turning away, um, a woman in the crowd, like she just like reaches out and just Clip just grabs his hand. Yep. Um, and she's holding on with both her hands and she really pulls him. She yanked yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah. Almost and, lost his balance. Yeah. Yeah. And and quite like uh understandably, yeah. he didn't like this. <laughs> right. right. And so he sort of pope slaps, you know. <laughs> <laughs> He kind of does this little slappy thing <laughs> and pulls away. And as he's turning away, I mean, he the look on his face. He is he was pissed. pissed, really legitimately pissed. Yeah. Um, and you know, I mean, he's an old man as well. Like, exactly. He could have really taken a tumble. You can't yank and, on an old man's arm <laughs> like that and expect not to get. Yeah, oh, the slap was was a good one. But anyway. Um, that people were outraged that yeah. the Pope lost his his cool his temper right, right? Um, and so he he ends up having to apologize and I, who knows I don't even know if he had to like I don't know that people were like you know forcing him to apologize but during uh, uh, I guess on Wednesday what would that have, that have been New Year's Day mm-hmm. right um, he offered an apology. During some traditional New Year's remarks or something, yeah. I don't know. Um, but he says, "Many times we lose our patience. Um, I do too, and I'm sorry for yesterday's bad example." That's a completely reasonable right apology. Yeah, and I think sh- she yanked him so hard it had to have hurt. Probably, like, it yeah. was. It you know, it, it could be classified as an assault almost the yeah. way she yanked on him. Yeah. So, you know, I think we can all agree that the Pope is not infallible, especially the fact that he had to offer an apology. <laughs> but he is, like you said, he's an old man. Yeah. And this woman yanked on him and got yeah, the lightest of slaps. <laughs> it, was, it was as much as he could muster, though. Yeah. Like, like he, it was, I don't know, it was, I just loved the, the technique, the form, <laughs> right? <It> was, <laughs> oh, man. That was, <laughs> and it was everywhere on social media like yeah. it exploded all over social media well and what was the general because i don't do social media what was the general take were people like, like uh, it, how it, how dare he both things because the headlines made it sound like because the headline of this one sa- essentially says that he slapped a, a clinging pilgrim right he oh, slapped yeah. a pilgrim that's, right how dare you that's some one one, you know? one way to spin it <laughs> um, she crossed herself right before he got she clearly was not it wasn't meant uh, maliciously on her part. She was right. desperately overwhelmed by the moment. Right. But man, she yanked on a, however, how old is he? He's 80 something. Mid 80s. Gave him a hell of a yank. Yeah. So yeah, a lot of people were making fun of it, you know, because it's, it, at the end of the day, he's just an old man. I know. He's going to react like that. <laughs> how should he have reacted? Like what, what, what should he have done? If God we, bless you, my child. Yeah, exactly. Right. I mean, that's what they wanted. Imagine if that had been Benedict though. Oh, I don't think Benedict would have been within a hundred feet of the people, first of all. But yeah, I don't know. How what... dare you? <laughs> he would have shot lightning out of his hands. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Okay, so this is kind of a local, a little bit of a local flair. Oh, yeah? Um, you guys often uh, and, and very well cover General Conference. Uh, every, every six months, the Mormon church has their semi-annual general conference Yeah, and it is a snooze fest. It, it, it's hard. Have you, you recently watched the, did you watch the last one? No, no. I, I avoided like the plague. I'll read like rundowns of it afterward. It's so that we can like talk about it. But like, I, no, I refuse. It's such white noise when you're, when you're literally watching it and trying to pay attention and then you realize 10 minutes has passed. 
and you have no idea what's been said. You're like, oh, damn it. So last general conference, the president of the church, Russell M. Nelson, gave a speech and Mormons always look forward to the new general conference. Like something mm. big is going to happen. Yeah. You guys have talked about this. They're always take expect- your vitamins. Yeah. Take your vitamins. <laughs> we're on, we're off to uh, Adam on Diamond. Let's go. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, the Russell M. Nelson last conference at the end, when he wrapped it up, he said, uh, uh, that not always quote was a quote. Um, general conference next April will not only be memorable, it will be unforgettable. Oh wow! Yeah, and we we don't know what that means yet. But, oh, uh, I forgot to mention it's the two hundredth anniversary of Joseph Smith's first vision, whichever version of that first vision is it. Or is two, it two hundred years? Eighteen twenty. Yeah. Shut up! Isn't that crazy? So, oh my god, they they're going all in. They're going big. <laughs> they're spending like, you know, like. <laughs> well, zero point zero zero one. So, like ten billion dollars, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, what are the chances that this is going to be unforgettable? But, you know, it, I can only gaggle and, and and I can't wait to see what they have in mind to make this unforgettable conference. Joseph Smith hologram. Oh, please, <laughs> please go full Tupac. Um, anyway, so in preparation for this, um, a, a fan. I guess that's what you call him, a fanatic of the Mormon church, made a trailer oh. for General Conference next year. And I, oh, this is, it's true. This is for the upcoming. Yeah. Oh, no. So it's the Bicentennial General Conference. Um, and it's, it's adorable. It's really cute. It's too long and it's muddled and it's a mess. Uh-huh. But uh, the epic voice guy for the trailer is Russell M. Nelson nice. reading his quotes. Uh-huh. And when your epic voice guy is a 96-year-old Mormon from rural Utah, <laughs> it's not going to come off very well. <laughs> it is the most, and, and it's just interspersed. Remember all the old clips we used to watch as young Mormons of the first vision? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's all of those spliced together. Some of them oh, are of kind of good quality, and uh-huh. some of them are not. Uh, but they always have very handsome young blonde men yeah. playing Joseph Smith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, uh, if you if you really want to laugh, go to YouTube and, and search for the trailer huh. for the general conference next year. Or no, this year. Shit. This, it's coming up. We're, we're in it. Yeah. Yeah. Like we're, we're oh God, everybody, take start taking your vitamins now. I can't. We're like four months away. I can't wait. Right? It's in April? It's in April. Yeah. Oh. I can't wait. I'm actually excited. We only have three months to get through because it's at the beginning, right? <laughs> we do it. It's at the beginning of, of April. When do we camp out outside of General Conference? I say now. <laughs> like, get your tent. It's like, just, let's just like be star, homeless. It's like it's a Star War. Right. You know? Star War. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> All right. Um, well, here's a. Uh, an interesting story um, about a uh, a woman who uh, in Texas who works at a fast food joint, okay. a uh, Chicken Express, right. some kind of fried chicken joint. In I don't Texas. know it. I don't know it either. Uh, but apparently, there it's a chain. It's all over Texas, and uh, her name is Stephanie Coleman. She's twenty two years old, and she's a recent convert to Islam. Oh. And so she, for the very first time, uh, came just just very recently came waltzing into work wearing a hijab. Okay. And um, one of the first things out of her manager's mouth was, "Take off anything that doesn't involve Chicken Express." <laughs> and she goes, and she admits she she knows what he's talking about. Um, but she says that she didn't react. Um, and this is, she says, I, I just went, I went to the back and took off my jacket and my purse. Okay. Right. Uh, five minutes later, he called me into the office telling me that I have to take it off because it's not part of the work uniform. Oh boy. (laughs) And so he says, your job is your job. Your job has nothing to do with religion. (laughs) Oh, poor guy. Poor guy. There's some shit that's about to come crashing down around the gun. Uh, It says, says, uh, the job requires a specific uniform. The hijab is not a part of the uniform. You you as a paid employee cannot wear it. Okay? And this is all on video. Oh, my God. She was smart enough to have her phone running. Oh, my God. And he's dumb enough to be just blathering on. Oh, 
Um, so, uh, apparently, um, <laughs> well, let's see. He uh, in another video, he's heard uh, actually <laughs> citing from the Chicken Express employee handbook. Okay, right. Uh, CNN got their hands on a copy of the handbook. And it does not reference headscarves or anything like that. Uh, It only says that uh, only the Chicken Express hats or visors may be worn. Okay. So he'd read the handbook. Yeah. And he's like, no, you can't wear that. Right. Right. Uh, Well, Uh, company lawyer, (laughs) Rhett Warren, uh, has told CNN that sending her home was a mistake and that she is not facing discrimination for her decision to wear a headscarf or for being Muslim. Uh, the manager's decision to send Ms. Coleman home for wearing the headscarf was due to a lack of training. Uh, the manager was using a strict interpretation of the company policy, does not allow derivations uh, from the standard employee uniform, and he unfortunately did not make or did not take religious liberty into consideration. You think? <laughs> but shouldn't shouldn't that have been already somehow like some mention that yeah. there's like that, that there are you know, absent religious exemptions, right? This is the uniform. And and has this restaurant manager not been living on the planet Earth for the past 20 years? <laughs> like just knowing what hornet's nest you're poking. But you probably thought that it was going to be a bunch of fun, right? Don't you think? I mean... Well, we happen to know a lot of restaurant managers at <laughs> Napoleon complexes. <laughs> he probably had no clue it was going to blow up. I mean, she walked right home... Um, and uh, posted on Twitter. Uh, Did the ACLU like materialize in her living room right then? <laughs> it's a miracle. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she said, you know, this quote, like, ah, there's no reason to read her tweet. Um, but she, she tells the whole story in the tweet and it just blows up, of course. Of course. Right? Um, and apparently... Um, they they were really clear what the company was like. Listen, you're paid for the shift that you missed. Sure. Um, please don't sue us. <laughs> please, please, please don't sue us. <laughs> um, they said that, you know, you're welcome to come back to work. Right. Um, your job is still here. And she came back. She actually went back to work. Okay. Right. And, uh, but one of the employees there uh, harassed her <gasps> during no. her shift and she left. So, I don't know. I think Chicken Express might soon be halal. <laughs> <Yeah>. you know? <laughs> I know one thing. There's there's a job opening at Chicken Express in Texas, if anybody's interested. <laughs> Has a new owner. <laughs> a 22-year-old recent convert to Islam. Oh, oh man. Boy. Well, all right. Um, I guess that's... That's that. If, if, if anybody would like to uh, join in and uh, comment on anything that we've had to say so far on the show, um, please do so. The email address is podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. You can also call and leave the voicemail message. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Atheist, And... If you're you're going to Facebook, you might as well also search for the TGIA Members Only Lounge. Uh, Request to join. It's a closed group. It's moderated. um, And uh, it's it's pretty awesome. So stick around. We've got a little bit more show coming up. Thanks, guys. Hey, Doug. Yes. <laughs> you, do, you, do you know who this Mark Taylor guy is? Is this a name that you're familiar with? I'm not familiar with Mark Taylor. Okay. He is the firefighter firefighter prophet. Okay. Um, who, uh, not to be confused with some of the other strange... Pro- they, it, they, have, they always connect their former profession to their current weird podcast life, right? Okay. So... Um, He's the firefighter prophet. There's like a, there's coach Dave, uh-huh. right? No longer a coach, uh, so forth and so on. Um, anyway, he, um, he's, he's a right wing conspiracy theorist, uh, who mixes in a lot of, uh, religion. Oh, good. Right. So the, to his whole thing, of course, what can go wrong? What, what else, you know, um, what else would you do? Well, anyway, uh, he, we got a little clip of him, um, <laughs> 
with just some more of his prophesying about like Trump and current events and but there's a there's a nugget in here that is part of this terrifying thing that we've been talking about on the show mm -hmm. a lot lately uh which is this this militarized right and he, right. he references it and he talks about kind of where he thinks they're at at the moment and i think he might know he might have a better sense of this than we do. right so <laughs> let's have a listen i gave a prophetic warning i know that there is uh a plan in place that god has the plan just like with the q with q and uh with the president and all this there's a plan in place but i did give a prophetic warning that there's a very strict timeline that has to this all has to take place and i know that we're on that timeline and uh it because if we act too soon certain things could happen you know these people get off they get off on a technicality uh because there's certain assets that have to be in place like judges uh you know, all these things right doj has to be cleaned out fbi if they so you've got too soon and you've got too long so right in between these two time markers they've got to act and if they wait too long this is what's going to end up happening if we're not careful is that you will see some civil unrest i'm not going to say civil war but you'll see some civil unrest because Patriots are tired of it. They're not going to put up with it anymore. And so uh, I, I, I look, I, I, I'm an outdoorsman. I've, I've hunted and I fished my entire life. I grew up hunting and fishing. I grew up around guns. And so I, I'm around the gun community. I hear the talk. And so this talk is beginning to escalate like the malicious type, type stuff. And they're, they're getting ready to take up arms and take things into their own hands if they don't see something happen. So this is why I've been saying that they've got to make at least one high profile arrest perp walk, the son of a gun, whoever it is, I don't care who it is, perp walk them in handcuffs on national television yes. to set the stage and, and to let people know, yes, we are very serious about justice. Justice has fallen and it would buy them a little bit more time for the rest of the process. That's nice. <laughs> he, he seems nice. Yeah, no. Yeah. He's, 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 you know, he has prophecies, you know, the, the, he, here's God talking and, and there's <laughs> such BS. Some people are saying, mm -hmm. you're saying, yeah, you're the one running this rhetoric. You're the one giving life to it. Yeah. And it's really scary. I know. Like it, huh. it, the, it's like all, I mean, he, the thing that he's right about is that all they need at this point is an excuse. Yes. Right. And he's, he's. That, I mean, that's it. Like, like I don't know that the pressure is high enough yet, but it's 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 getting there. We're going to be actually talking about some of these these issues, right? Um, in in at the you know toward the uh, on the second half of the show, um, but um, yeah, it's they, they want scary this. Stuff. Yeah, they want this so badly. Yeah, and they've you know they've had apocalypse on the mind uh -huh. for a long time, and they're close. Yeah, and they you know they they. They legitimately want things to go badly. <laughs> just don't say that. <laughs> it's just the worst. Well, and what's that reference to I'm hanging around guns? So I'm, I'm assuming what he's saying is at the gun ranges. Yeah. People are, so. are talking about like, all right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's his, time. He's hunting buddies and yeah. the guys down at the at the range. But if, <laughs> if perp walking, um, you know, Hillary Clinton will prevent the Civil War, I say go get her. Yeah, <laughs> fine. <laughs> just, yeah, I'm no fan. <laughs> no, it's like, well, just give us a perp walk and we'll be fine. We'll calm down. We'll yeah, continue to want revolution. That? I don't yeah, know. No, come on. Let, that, that's not going to satisfy you. <laughs> no. You right. want this thing and you right. will always want this thing. Right. Yeah. Uh, oh, my God. All right. That's fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, we'll do... Um, uh, voicemails and, and emails next week when Dan's back. Um, but we do need to make sure that we thank some new patrons awesome. uh, on Patreon. Um, we have a new faithful listener, Naomi, and a new venerable listener, Joe. So thank you to the both of you. Um, the, you know, the, these kind folks, they went to our website, thankgodimatheist.com, and clicked on the support tab and followed it over to Patreon, um, where we've had this campaign going for, for quite a while now. The whole, the whole point is um, that we're, 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 we're trying to hit this goal 
where we go 100% listener supported. We get rid of the ads. Right now, um, we're doing two third, or I'm sorry, three fourths, three quarters of the shows. The actual episodes are ad free, um, and th- that's the level that we, that we've gotten ourselves to. Um, but we do need a little bit more support to go 100%. We'll turn off the ads forever. Uh, but the great thing is, uh, if you go to Patreon now, you get access to an ad-free version of the show. Right? Hooray! So, so that's pretty cool. Um, and then, of course, there's our top donor, our Lord and Savior, <laughs> Davis! Davis! <laughs> Thanks, guys. Okay, Doug. All right, Frank. <laughs> uh, we've promised a discussion, uh, or at least a, a little look back on the 2010s. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, like we were talking before the show and, you know, Dan and I haven't been doing, thank God I'm Atheist, for, for 10 years. We've been doing it for about eight. But, um, and that's when I, you know, obviously really started paying closer attention right. to, to things that were going on. And I just remember that it was like we felt this need to sort of, you know, shout out into the void. Sure. And uh, try to connect with with other atheists. We knew there was there was uh, a community out there. We knew that the, the, the movement was growing. Uh, but this was still the, the era of the four horsemen. Right. Right. Um, where it, it was also the era of the angry atheists. Yeah. Right. The, the new atheists, I think <laughs> yeah. they were called. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> and, uh, and, 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 and part of our thing was we were like, oh, we just want to go on and be happy guys and just, you know, just yeah. take, take a different, you know, stab at atheism. Um, but it still did feel like we were, uh, in the vast minority right. in this country. Um, and uh, and the numbers are coming in for sort of where we're at now, uh, as as we're, we're we're starting a new decade, and and I thought it w- would be interesting to talk about you know how how easy it is for us to continue looking at the the this Christian this radical right Christian boogeyman mm-hmm. right, um, and and feel really sort of scared about our, our our place and our standing because i mean it is trump's america yep right um but at the same time the numbers are just like crazy encouraging yeah right yeah um and so i thought we could just start in particular with this um this study the, this this or this look at some numbers that are coming from I think it was um, it was no I'm looking at the wrong one NBC has these <laughs> there we go <laughs> um, yeah so um, it's actually NBC <laughs> I'm really glad because I'm like oh no I read the wrong article <laughs> <laughs> I printed this one out because <laughs> I had some interesting stuff in it but yeah no this this NBC article has some really interesting um, some numbers, right? Yeah. Um, they're talking about um, sort of at the beginning of the decade, uh, the, the, the percentage of white Christians in the country and the general population was 53%, and it's dropped down to 42%. Wow. Um, so we went from them, them still being the majority of this country. Mm-hmm to now being um, a decided minority. Right. Um, and I mean, it's one of those things where it's a minority majority or majority minority, right? Where there's still the largest group. Right, but they're not. But they're not actually over that 50% It's like line. that majority versus plurality thing that I've never been able to wrap my head around. It's something like that. Yeah. Right? But yes, know. you got it. <laughs> I haven't wrapped my head around that either, so. <laughs> Can't help you out, but. <laughs> Um, but nonetheless, um, but some of the more shocking things are that the white evangelical Protestants, that, that, that has dropped down to 15%. Wow. From the, the 21% that they were just 10 years ago, which means that they are tied now with mainline Protestants as far as their makeup of, of this country. That's amazing. Um, and also 
what's crazy is that it's the white Christ, white Christianity is what's failing, right? Right. Um, the other religious groups in, in the country are, are, are staying pretty solid. Their numbers really aren't moving around that much. But white Christianity not only has it fallen percentage-wise, it has actually fallen in hard numbers. Wow. Right? Yeah. Um, and so they're, they're actually dying quicker than they can make new ones. And that's fantastic that's wonderful yeah that's wonderful news. <laughs> and it's you know you're absolutely right the, the the new atheists and the 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 four horsemen it felt good at the time for mm-hmm. us because we felt that we, we were just coming out of the bush years at yeah. the beginning of the 2010s yeah and obama was a hopeful thing uh-huh. but we had just been through an avowedly evangelically christian administration that got us the Iraq War and Katrina and Abu Ghraib. Yeah, they were very dark days. Yeah, and it, it didn't seem like things were trending in our in our direction. Yeah, you know, and so it's been a it's been an interesting decade to see these numbers now. Yeah, well, I I never appreciated uh, Christianity's ability to be so off-putting to their children, right? <laughs> right. Like, because I mean, that's where, that's the drop-off yeah, is I, it's, it's the young people. Um, there was another number in here where um, basically Christ- conservatives, oh, oh God, I'm gonna have to find the number. So it's Americans under the age of 30, of Americans under the age of 30, only 18% identify as conservative wow and 75 percent support same-sex marriage that is as just an indicator of like where their mindset is yeah and so it's really i mean <clears throat> gay marriage in particular was one of the culture war like the great issue of the yep. culture war and it just felt like the the the, the, the christians were never going to um th- they thought they really had a winner yeah, in their opposition. and they did in two thousand four. Yeah, they did. It was yeah. a massively winning issue yeah. for them, and they just kept beating that drum, yep. and they had no idea how alienating that was going to become. And now, it, they can't back off no. on their opposition, and they're not going to. No, and uh, and and their their kids are just they're done with that. Just, yeah, it just it doesn't animate them in in droves. Yeah, amazing. Um, some other interesting numbers. Uh, the median age of white Christians um, is uh, is 55 years old, um, which is seven years older than the, than the general population wow. at 48 years old, and 17 years older than religiously unaffiliated Americans. Wow, which is 38 years old. So I mean, there's this. It, it is a generational divide and gap that's happening. But it's also one that seems like it's just going to fix itself, right? Like, you just give it enough time and they're all going to die off, right? <laughs> like, I, yes, absolutely. I mean, t- 10 more years, 20, 15, 20 more years, these guys are going to be so completely irrelevant. Right. And so completely disconnected. And Yeah, the demographic bomb that is headed towards them is yeah. ruinous. Yeah. But the, the scary part, and I don't want to put a downer on it, but they're not gone yet. No, that's you know, true. And, and Trump didn't win the popular vote. That's true. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they, they are disproportionately represented in yeah. state houses and yeah. our state, for example. Yeah. You know, and, and they're going to go away eventually. Right. But there's nothing more dangerous than a wounded animal. Yeah. We've got to <laughs> live enough. with this, this wounded animal for another decade or two until it finally kicks the bucket. Yeah. Yeah. But did you, did you see that thing that came out in the Tribune this week? Uh, the, the numbers about um, Utah's shifting demographics and the fact that Utahns for the first time in history uh, are no longer making enough babies to sustain the population, even oh, sustain the population. No kidding. We're under the point of, of, of we're at a 2.01% birth rate uh, and you have to be 2.1% to just keep your population steady. So we're shrinking. By, uh, well, the, the native population is shrinking. Right. 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 Which is... The native population. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the Mormon American population. Uh, but that native population is is the Mormon population. Right? Yeah, exactly. Like people are not yeah. moving here, I don't think. I didn't read the article. Right. Um, I would venture to guess that it's it's all the tech that's coming into Utah. Absolutely. Yeah. That's I mean, washing out the... 
the state's growing by by leaps and bounds population wise. But the native, the the but, indigenous. But the, no, that's not better. <laughs> that's not the right one either. What is it? What is it? <laughs> yeah, no, the the original. No. no, no, that's not it either. No, shoot. <laughs> no, but yeah, the, this this dominant force in the state yeah. has uh, the tides have, have really shifted. The pe- the their young people just they're having they're having kids later, yeah. just like everybody. Um, and they're just not as interested in having these massive families in the, it, it was like 20, 30, it was 30 years ago. Utah had like a 4.5 or 4.6% birth rate. Oh my God. Like just like the state was growing. But, wow. But only because Mormons were just having so many kids. Yeah. But this new generation of Mormons that are now yeah. entering into marriage as we speak. Yeah. They're, the numbers on their membership in the Mormon church are cratering just like all these other yeah. evangelical churches. Yeah. And you're right. They don't, either they don't want to be in the church or they don't want to have 10 kids. Right. So yeah, good. Yeah. I'm happy kidding, about that. Right? Yeah. But the, the, the <laughs> what's my problem? Um, our legislature is still 90% Mormon because- I, isn't it infuriating? It's infuriating. Yeah. yeah we, we have to get we have to get some people running for office. I, I agree. It's so it's so bad. But we're pretty gerrymandered <laughs> as well. And it is a funny thing. Um there seems to be like the 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 Democrats who are getting elected, I don't know if you've noticed uh. that we're in in these really tight, you know, races where the Democrat happens to win in this state, um, they're always Mormon Democrats. Oh, I had noticed that. Right? Yeah. Like Ben McAdams yeah, is a Mormon. That's true. Right? Suzanne Harrison is a, is a name that pops to mind. She's the one who got LeVar Christensen out. Yeah. Okay, this just got really Utah. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> um, but but like there's these really, um, it, there's still even them, right? These people who would generally side with the left, mm-hmm. right, on most issues, um, they're still Mormons. Yeah. And that's really, it seemed for whatever reason, it's still seen as like the way to, 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 to get into office. I mean, even the Dems, when when it's a tight race, they run a, they run a Mormon. I just think you, if you, if in in this state, unfortunately, if you're not a Mormon, Mm -hmm. you pretty much guaranteed to not win. I mean, there's only so many Jim DeBacuses, right? (laughs) Right. Exactly. Thank God. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, local humor, everyone. (laughs) Um, but anyway, um, but we promised also some scary stuff, uh, in this discussion because this is the death throes, yep, right? I agree. Um, we have these groups, like we just listened to the, the Mark Taylor clip, uh, where, uh, the, these, these patriots right? mm-hmm. the, and, and these, uh, militias, right? It's probably a better word, um, that are, they're out there and they're training they currently legitimately are training um there's this matt shea fellow uh who is a member currently as 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 far as i know he's still a member of the washington state legislature um he is was uh at one point um he was chair of uh the republican caucus in uh their state legislature um but he he uh, he admitted that he had written a manifesto on the biblical basis for war. We've had, we've talked about him on the show before, um, and that he's training these young men in the art of combat, like hand to hand combat, close quarters combat, um, sh- like short range, like and and like full on yeah. a fucking militia. Um, and he's also the, this fellow who has been calling for the 51st state in uh, they, they want to take Eastern Washington and uh, divide it off and create a Christian state. Great. Uh, because, you know, there aren't you, enough of those. Have you been to Eastern Washington? No. So, you know, Portland and, and you know, that, that side of Washington is, is uh, uh, not Portland. Uh, Seattle. Seattle, yeah. Um, it's fantastic. It's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. But you go over in the east side and it is, I wouldn't go there with an Obama sticker or a, uh, you know, on my car. Really? Yeah. It's really. It, but then again, there's parts of our lovely state where I wouldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so, um, but he's, he's getting in more and more and more trouble. Um, apparently, the House of Representatives was like, they called on the FBI to 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 dig in, 
Um, and he, they allege that he is a leader in the Patriot movement. He has planned, engaged in, and promoted a total of three armed conflicts of political violence against the United States government in three states outside of the state of Washington over a three-year period. He was uh, heavily involved in the Ammon Bundy Mm -hmm. uh, crap back in 2016, uh, where they occupied uh, some federal land. A bird refuge. (laughs) Is that what it was? It was okay. Perfect. I thought it was like grazing rights. It, or was that a different one? It was. It was, but that, for some reason, that's the building they chose to target because it was a <laughs> it was a federal government building. Okay. Technically, that's, sounds great. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, he created a detailed military style plan uh, for that occupation. It was called Occupation Cold Reality, uh, and he had a code name: uh, Verum the Verum. Later, <laughs> it's, it's just great sounds, code name. Sounds like a wrestler. Verum Bellad. I think it has like true warrior, maybe okay. in Latin or something like that. I don't know. Okay, um, boomer. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, he yeah. So he's been involved in all these things. So he has now been suspended from the House Republican Caucus. The Republic. This is where the Republicans step in, and they're like, "Oh, okay, okay. We're going to believe this." Two and- acts of armed insurrection are okay, but three. <laughs> but how dare you, sir? <laughs> but so I mean, these gr- these guys are out there, yeah. right? Um, and this article talks about how, um, you know, that there's these sort of these. How many times does it take a Tucker Carlson right. Right, informing his viewers that Democrats are plotting a coup? Yeah. Right? To get them all worked up. What fucking coup? Right. Right? I wish. <laughs> I wish we were that organized. <laughs> there are no Democratic militias no. out there? No. Oh, my God. Um, that, uh, and, or, you know, Laura Ingram, right? Um, talking about immigrants that are turning formerly Republican states into petri dishes of radical left-wing ideas. Oh, that's nice. Right? Um, yeah, like th- these people, just like you know the 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 fireman prophet. Yeah, on a, obviously him on a much you know smaller scale, but they're winding these guys up. Yep, and like. They're not gonna. They're not gonna go quietly because no. the, these numbers show they are generationally going to lose this battle. Yeah. So you know if they're if they feel persecuted and put upon now, right? You know how imagine how they're gonna act when it, and they are truly in the minority, losing elections all over the country. Yeah. You know, gay marriage is not going away. Right. Et cetera. So yeah, yeah and, and they're arming and practicing. That's, yeah. That's good. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. Yeah. And they find dis in you know. Uh, you know, young men who, 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 you know, these, you know, they've got probably social problems. Yes, exactly. Right. And they, incels uh, is yeah. what they're called. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they, uh, they prey upon them yeah. and they recruit they, them. They recruit these them. Are the, they legit this, recruit them. This is what Al Qaeda and, and yes. ISIS are doing. Yeah, absolutely. You find disaf- disaffected, disaffected young yes. men, uh-huh. almost always men. <laughs> Yeah. And you they're very easy to prey upon. Yeah. And people like shooting guns. So <laughs> here we go. So much fun. Um, but one of his groups, so and and here's uh just one more fun detail. Um you know, the the, the whole this whole impeachment thing. Well, Trump, you know, uh he had a tweet back in September where he said that if Democrats were successful in removing him from from office it will cause a civil war like fracture yeah right and so uh this matt shea fellow one of his one of his organizations called uh is called the oath keepers oh god and of course they retweeted and they said this is the truth we are on the verge of a hot civil war like in 1859 that's where we are great so, I mean, I don't want to scare anyone. <laughs> uh, I mean, the, the, what's the response? What can we do? I mean, I think we just keep doing what we have been doing, to be honest. Like, we just keep, we, I mean, what, what are we to do? Right. I don't know. Um, I, th- I think we just, 
we keep letting the 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 you know Christianity destroy itself. Yeah. Right. And and truly, like even the evangelicals being so in bed with Trump. I agree. It 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 has tarnished them to no end. It's going to do so much damage yeah. in the because he will one day go away. Yeah. One way or another, he's going right. to lose or he's going to he's going to croak. And where are they going to be at that point? Yeah. What what have they got left? Mike Pence. None. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he he just nah. doesn't speak to the you know the the broader Trump supporters. No, they they, right? they love his chest thumping racism and misogyny. Yeah. Yeah. Mike Pence doesn't have that. He's right. too he's too milk toast. He might believe it, but he just <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Uh, uh, well, all right. Um Well, that was a fun way to end the show. You know, that's what we're here for. <laughs> you know, thank God I'm atheist. It can't always be you happy. Know, happy. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Well, we sure do appreciate you. Um and uh thank you for tuning in. If you would like to Join the conversation and tell us what you're afraid of. Um, you can do so. Please email us, podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. You can call and leave us a voicemail. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. Find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Atheist. We're also on Twitter at Atheist, And you should uh, search for us on Facebook um, or search for the TGIA Members Only Lounge on Facebook and request to join. It's an awesome group. Um, big thanks goes out to Mackenzie for all of her hard work on Facebook. Also to Danny and Amy for their work moderating the Members Only Lounge. Uh, we couldn't do it without you. Um, and then, of course, a big thanks to the Red Rock Hot Club for the use of their music and to Gordon Johnston for the use of his music. And thank you, Doug, so much for, for being here, making some time. Thanks for having me back. In. It really was great. Awesome. Um, and thank you, dear listener, for listening. Uh, Dan will be back next week, and we'll see you then. Bye-bye.